Hello, this is Herr from Tour, and you're listening to Sonic Perspectives. Harry, I gotta ask you something. Do your arms hurt from holding the heathen hammer so high? <laughs> no, I sort of relaxed it a bit recently. So, <laughs> so no, no, my my arms fine. Okay, good. That's really, really good to hear that. So, like for for our listeners that really aren't familiar with your sound, uh, you guys started off sounding like pretty prog metal, like in the Eric the Red days. But you're not doing that so much these days. Uh, could you describe your sound for the listeners who haven't heard you guys? Um, well, we're a pretty basic heavy metal band. Uh, if, if you think about the sound, like we, we're, we're uh, you know vocals, two guitars, bass, and drums, and that's it. But then we, we uh, have um, a Nordic influence. We come from the Faroe Islands in, in uh, the North Atlantic, and uh, we our influence is Nordic. Uh, folk music to a very large extent and uh, some of the lyrics in Faroese, Danish, Icelandic and, and Norwegian and uh, uh, some some Nordic mythology also in in our lyrics. Uh, so that of course makes an impact on, on the sound but but um, other than that you know it's just pure heavy metal in, in, in my opinion. You guys do take like a lot of old Faroese and Nordic songs and metalize them right? Yeah we've done that that's sort of our, our trademark over the years is that something that you that was like part of your vision for the band before you you know when you were getting it off the ground yeah absolutely that was that was one of the things i really loved and i wanted to try out when 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 we made the band what inspired you to do that had you heard somebody else doing it or did you just think it would sound cool well um there were musicians in the pharaohs who had done it with other other styles of music not metal like like uh, jazz and and you know world music and and uh, mm. And and uh, some folk music, but um, I heard a, a Danish musician make uh, like a, a jingle for a TV show that, that used the Faroese traditional and, and put sort of rock, uh, you know, um, cinematic rock metalish music behind it, and um, I thought it was a great idea, and I wanted to try it myself. Uh, but I had also been very interested in. Uh, fairies and Nordic folk music for, since I was uh, very young and, and I've been fascinated by mythology and history since I was 10 years old so so uh, it was something that was already quite close to my heart so it was like a natural thing for you you're just putting your loves together precisely okay you know one of the most distinctive aspects of tear is the sound of your voice the vocals are so freaking cool but like <laughs> thanks yeah but like i'd completely forgotten that you weren't originally the singer for tear uh, how did you end up behind the mic uh when we made the second album eric the red uh we had uh, problems finding a, a permanent vocalist our uh, vocalist on the first album had quit he, he didn't really want to uh, at that time pursue a professional career in music and um we tried out a few singers, nothing really worked, and we had studio time booked, and you know, everything was sort of hectic. You know, we felt, really felt the need to, you know, uh, keep things going while we, we had the momentum. And looking back, that was not the right way to look at it, but but that's how we felt. And uh, I'd been, um, I was in music school at the time. I had I had majored in, in uh, guitar and vocals for the first half year, 
but then I switched from vocals to, to music theory. But I, I had a little bit of, you know, professional vocal uh, um, uh, lessons. So I decided to just give it a go and, and uh, it, it worked on album, at least for the first time. I'd been singing since I started to play guitar when, when in a band. I started to play guitar when I was 17 and we made, no, when I was 14, we made the first band when I was 17 and I sang, you know, backing vocals. So that was my only experience with it. And uh, I hadn't been a very good singer at all. Uh, so, uh, but this worked in studio. Jacob Hansen was the guy uh, who, who made our first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he somehow made it work. So it, it was really an emergency solution. Wow. So, so why, why do you think that wasn't the best way to go about it? I didn't feel uh, like, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a natural entertainer. I'm not a natural front guy. If you see us live, you, you more get the feeling that Gunnar is the front man mm-hmm. because he's a, he's a natural entertainer. He's very and, active uh, on stage. Yeah. And uh, I'm not... Um, I always wanted to do that. There's no uh, denying that. But I didn't feel, you know, mentally equipped for it. And, and uh, to a certain degree, I still don't. Really? Yeah. Because, well, you've been singing for the band for what, like 18 years now? Yeah, since uh, Eric the Red, and that was in 2003. Yeah, that was a good while. And do you still feel like a bit of stage fright or like any like insecurity? I, no, I, I have, no, I haven't had stage fright uh, ever since, since uh, mm-hmm. I was in my, in my late teens. Uh, that's not the issue. It's just that I'm, I'm a very introverted person and mm-hmm. uh, I, it doesn't come naturally to me to, to stand on stage and to entertain thousands of people. It's sort of... Uh, you know, I develop some routines and, and uh, sort of do the same things over. And sometimes, you know, I improvise and I have a quirky uh, <laughs> humor. And, and uh, when I say something uh, in like in the spirit of the moment that I think is funny, you know, nobody laughs at it. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I'm not the right guy for, for that job. I can see that very clearly, but uh, I've done it nonetheless. But you have a fantastic voice, though, and and you Thank really you. know how to perform uh, on stage. So, so like hearing that is really surprising. It's, I think it's wonderful that you've been able to overcome, you know, that insecurity, even if you don't think you have. Thanks. Of course. So you guys toured uh, the United States last year, playing some songs on the new album. We played one song from the new album. Uh, we played the opener track, and we've played that, yeah, since since uh, the U.S. tour. Were the audiences like generally confused about that? No, we introduced it as as uh, a new song that they haven't heard before, and um, most people, most judging from most people's reaction, they liked it, and a uh, few people who were. On, with us on the tour said you know, after after hearing the chorus a few times it, it really sticks in their ears so that's a yeah, good thing it's a fantastic song the new album also has a really really cheerful title <laughs> <laughs> it's called hell in Faroes. i suppose you'd say hell in, in english yeah and uh, and well it's a very gloomy and and uh hopeless album uh hell is the um, the realm of uh, the underworld in Norse mythology, and it's also the name of the goddess who who, uh, who um, guards the realm, and she's the daughter of Loki, and and she is supposedly a ghastly, horrible creature to look upon, and um, it's the place where those who die an unheroic death go, like those who do not die in battle go there, and um, it, it, this is not a concept album as such, but. Uh, 
the the um lyrics are sort of all set in this universe and it has has more of the same um um uh, what can you call it the, the same atmosphere this sort of the the atmosphere for, for the lyrics like there's a there's a, a um, sense of hopelessness and and uh, you know generally dark times and 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 yet like a lot of the songs like to me they sound very catchy they're really really enjoyable i think the music is pretty fun you know and you know so did, do is that juxtaposition something that's deliberate if if you think it's fun well that's just good i mean yes some you know most of it's quite upbeat you know and and, and uh, aggressive and and uh, kind of in your face but uh, and that's just uh, our standard style i guess um but the, the thematic uh, side of it is much darker i suppose it doesn't doesn't really come through all the all the compositions though um but uh, it was not something i uh, thought about as, as a as okay. a contrast it, it, it's just how it comes out it is you know when we just follow our, our follow our guts when writing the music that's how it turns out yeah and uh and hell is like it's exactly what tier fans have you know they come to expect and you know it's a sound that i personally love and enjoy and uh but like at the same time i'm i was wondering if there's anything that you wanted to do differently on hell and you know and how you went about achieving that um well we decided very early for, for the lyrical theme so so um and it's very different from the last album vacheria this one's a very dark vacheria is, is lyrically also a very uplifting album in a way um this was supposed to be a darker, harder, and faster album, mm-hmm. and um, we I, I, we involved Terry and Gunnar more in the songwriting, so it's more diverse and, and also harder because they they write harder and, and faster music than I do mm-hmm. uh, to begin with. So so that sort of gives itself, and um, we also you know took our time with this one, worked on the music uh, both in, in the writing process and the recording process until we were satisfied with it, which. Um, uh, unfortunately, I can't say for many of our last albums, we sort of rushed it in, in studio every time, and, and mm-hmm. uh, it was time to. This this time, I really wanted to, to, you know, not have a deadline to, to aim for, but rather have a have have a product uh, to aim for, like a quality of songwriting and recording, rather than the deadline. And I'm very glad we did that. Now you mentioned Terry just a moment ago, and uh, and he left the band uh, pretty recently. Yeah, he left me all alone, the bastard. Oh. Uh, <laughs> no, he he had decided after um, thinking about it for for some time now. I understand uh, that uh, this was not his thing anymore, and mm-hmm. um, uh, that's understandable. If you don't feel like doing it, you know, best best to quit. But it's always difficult for a band to change a long time member. There's no no denying that, you know. Um, so. Um, but he suggested his own replacement, uh, Attila Voros from Hungary, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't really know him myself, but Terje had got to know him over the years in, in the music business, and um, it turned out to be an excellent replacement. We played a few shows with him, and uh, he's a very, very dedicated guy, and uh, he knows what he's doing, so I have, I have a good feeling about this lineup. Awesome. Yeah, it, it was really sad to see Terje go, because, like, especially for me, as a native Texan, you know, to have somebody with a Cowboys from Hell tattoo on stage with you guys, yeah. I thought it was really cool. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, right. Um, yeah, we, we were all uh, sad in a way to see him go, but but yeah. also, you know, touring with someone who doesn't really want to be there is also not not necessarily fun. Yeah, yeah, and you know, like I, I didn't realize that Attila was still active. I saw him in Nevermore like nine or ten years ago, and then I just haven't heard much from him since. And now he's with you guys. I, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, he was with uh, Satyricon in the meantime. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, he didn't really get his name out much there, I think. But mm-hmm. they were quite active, though, um, as I understand it. They were on tour in the U.S. at the same time as we were there last time. Yeah. We, we actually met him there. Um, yeah, he's been active. He has a solo project as well. And um, and uh, now he's with us and uh, looks like a very good combination. So when uh, on the album, is it uh, is it Tyria that I hear playing guitar or is it Attila? Yes, yes. No, Tyria played all... All the stuff before uh, he, he told us he was quitting, like after the album was done. Okay. Okay. And and speaking of uh, the material on the new album, like you're known for taking like a lot of Nordic songs and metalizing them, but like the song "Gates of Hell" that you mentioned just a moment ago, uh, the the refrain has a uh, a line from an old Scottish tune. Uh, it does. Yes. Yeah. Well, it sort of came um, came after. Like I had a completely different line there to begin with, and and uh, we were looking at through all the details of the songs, Gunnar and I, and uh, I don't even remember what the line was now. And there, oh. it was a different melody and different text, and uh, we just said to ourselves, you know, this is just not catchy enough. Let's uh, let's take something different. And I we just you know fooled around with it, and I got this idea and tried it. Um, and it worked fine. It, it's sort of about, you know, um, the song is directly about, you know, the hordes of hell marching out uh, at, at the end of time at Ragnarok. Uh, they go to uh, to the boat, Nagfar, and join uh, Loki uh, in, in battle at uh, the end uh, at Ragnarok. And um, the song sort of refers to that, and, and they're, they're walking across the bridge uh, out of hell, and, uh, you know, you'll take the high road, I'll take the low road. Uh, or wh- however it goes, yeah. and uh, I sort of fit in there, you know, both the melody and uh, and the lyrics. So uh, it was just a, <laughs> a sort of a patchwork in a way. It was so. So that was the last thing to be added to the song. It's not like it's built around it okay. like we usually do. Nah, it uh, it turned out really well. And when you guys opened with that song, like I I noticed, like I didn't recognize the song. I noticed that other people didn't recognize it, but everybody loved it immediately. Yeah, it was really, uh, uh, a lot of people told us, you know, it sort of sticks, it sticks in their minds after hearing it, and mm-hmm. uh, that's always a good sign. Yeah. And, and what about Downward Drunk? <laughs> Can you tell me about that song? Um, D- Downhill Drunk. Downhill Drunk. Yeah, Gunnar wrote it, and uh, it was sort of um, a rainbow, deep purple kind of riff. Uh-huh. And uh, it was... Um, uh, Gunnar came up with the basic riffs and, and uh, I arranged the choirs and, and the melodies and, and we put the song together, uh, Gunnar and I, and uh, I sort of wrote it about, um, you know, the, the worries, the, the problems of being a, a professional musician. <laughs> I sort of, suppose it sort of shines through there. A bit of uh, complaining about our <laughs> tight financial circumstances. I think the reason that I said downward drunk is because when I first saw the song title, it just it just sounded like a yoga posture for me loving Vikings, and I, that that image just stuck in my head. <laughs> That's a good one. 
<laughs> so like so it's it's a really really uh enjoyable album but i also wonder what's your favorite moment on it like what what moment are you most proud of look i always try to um uh, i go for the epic uh, impression always and and the more epic i can make it the happier i tend to be you know so, so um there are two songs that i am really proud of where i think i made it quite uh, you know, high flying, and that is uh, the ballad uh, Ragnarskvæja. Yes. And uh, then there's uh, one that's based on a Swedish folk melody, and it's called King of Time. And uh, in, when the verse comes in, um, the vocals and the drums in the verse, I, I may sound conceited, but I sort of give myself the chills when I listen to it. And uh, I feel I, I hit the hit the nail on the head there and then uh, I'm, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. That, that's one of those moments on the album that really like kind of stops you in the middle of what you're doing and it, it, it demands your attention. Thank you. Yeah. You know, I, I'm sure you're probably tired of discussing this, but like some of your use of runic imagery has gotten tear into a bit, into a little bit of trouble. Yeah. Uh, well, not much trouble really. Uh, like uh, there's some, some, um, complaining about it now and then uh, and and there were even some some attempts to uh, boycott our shows uh, this, this was uh, 15 20 years ago it was a long time ago uh-huh. uh, it happened in Berlin in uh, Germany and uh, not really anywhere else but um, that was the only time fortunately that that's anything serious looked like it was about to happen and, and we, we we hear like um, a little bit every now and then, but but nothing serious. Like there's uh, uh, nothing uh, like, for example, the the, the uh, whaling issue. Mm-hmm. Not even close. So, so I'm not worried about uh, the runes as much as I am about the pictures of of me uh, slaughtering whales. Yeah. Well, because like I, I bring this up because I saw you guys in Austin last year, and uh, and I saw some guys there that I've had confrontations with in the past. And they are white supremacist, Nazi black metal idiots. And I saw some of them at your show. At, at our show in May? Uh, yeah. Yeah, here in Texas. With the Jewish band? Yeah. With <laughs> the, yeah, yeah. And, and the Arab guy in the other band? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so that's, that's, a weird, uh, uh, that's a weird coincidence. Anyway, we made a song about this, uh, Shadow of the Swastika. And oh, uh-huh. if, if, you, if you know how to read, then you know that we do not support uh, the right extremists, nor do we support the left extremists. And, and I thought that, that especially that song and that touring lineup was an incredible way to repudiate the attitudes <laughs> that they think that you stand for. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Apparently, you know, they don't know how to read, and they didn't look up where nope. where the, the supporting acts came from either. Nope. Nope. So, anyway, uh, guys that disorganized aren't going to make much of an impact on anything, so I'm not worried. Yeah. I'm not worried about them either. I just think it speaks no. really, really well to their own stupidity. Exactly. So, like, what is it with the Nordic countries that makes metal so prominent? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, I've thought about it uh, a lot, actually. And I think in the Faroes, it, it's quite simply the fact that we are geographically close to the UK where, where, or the England, where uh, mm-hmm. heavy metal was, was uh, invented, so to speak. 
And, uh, you know, there was a lot of fishing industry in, in, in the Faroes and there was a lot of uh, young men working in the fishing industry and, and they sail, among other places, you know, to England to, to uh, sell their catch. And, and they got some money they, and they, you know, buy some uh, uh, LPs, bring them home with them. And then there's um, the radio stations that, that were playing uh, rock and, and, and metal in, in the 70s and 80s. And, and they could be heard in the Faroes as well, all the way from, from the Netherlands and the UK. So this came quite early, you know, as soon as, as it became popular, really, in England, it came to the, to the Faroes, and I suppose the rest of Scandinavia as well. Mm-hmm. And, and um, um, there, there were a lot of LPs around, you know. I, I, I think, as long as I can remember, you know, uh, bands like Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, you know, Judas Priest, all, all the early um, uh, mm-hmm. heavy metal bands were, were popular in the Faroes. And... Um, <sighs> Uh, I don't know. I, oh. I, I think it's it's ge- ge- you know geological coincidence, geographical coincidence. That's hmm. yeah. That, I, I've been wondering that because I mean, like especially the Faroes, you know, you have like sixty thousand inhabitants on those islands. Fifty-one thousand, I think. Wow. Statistically, your band should not exist. <laughs> nope, nope. No, nor should the five other metal bands. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize there was more than that. Yeah, so yeah, there are a few. Yeah, and so like, you know, what are the odds? I mean, like, you know, such a tiny population with, you know, a respectable number of bands, and like, you guys have achieved a respectable degree of success as well. So, so, is is it like enchanted over there or something? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, people have. I've heard from from um, you know, bookers and promoters from Germany and and elsewhere who come to the Faroes. And and um, and go to shows and, and contests and and uh, you know there's rock and metal battle and whatnot and and uh, they all say I I take their word for it I don't know this but they say there's a unique talent for songwriting in the Faroes if nothing else hmm. and uh, that could be from tradition you know uh, singing is is a is a very uh, common. Um, you know, social um, activity. Uh, singing together is about the least, you know, inhibited thing you can do. Whereas, I, I find that if I go to the UK, for example, you know, people are sort of shy about singing out loud in public unless they're trained. And, mm-hmm. and um, uh, th- there's the live, uh, the, the, the quite uh, living uh, tradition of folk music. So that, uh, you know, that. Com- uh, coupled with the the um, uh, all all uh, ever present you know pop music on radio, maybe helps give people a broad and rich perspective on music. Um, so I, I couldn't really say where it comes from, uh, but those are just my my guessings. I, I don't want to butcher the name, but you have another band. Yes. I dare you to pronounce it. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll try. Uh, Helyarega? Yeah, just a soft G. Like if if the, you turn the G into a Y, Helyarega, then it's correct. Helyarega? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Close, close enough. Very good. Very awesome. good. Awesome. Thank you. So, <laughs> what's the story with that Helyarega? It's it's been a few years. Yeah, it has. Um, I you know. After uh, your tour just took off and, and it ha- took all my time until uh, thir- 2013 was the last album. And uh, I had a dream of uh, making the next album before this one. But no, uh, there's 
been too much to do with Tour. Uh, I have the the songs, um, not all of them quite ready, but but some of them, and uh, uh, I will make another album. Uh, come hell or high water, and when I I don't know. Uh, first, I have have another project that I'm working on uh, together with my girlfriend actually oh, really? that I want to finish then my solo album then the next tour album if things go as I planned okay so so what's this project you're doing with your girlfriend and just her, her band um, she's um, made made a band well uh-huh. she's she's a singer and, and she had the ambition to to get into the music business for, for for many years she tried this and that you know guest vocals here and there and she had a band that disbanded recently and uh, now she formed her own project, and uh, I couldn't help but get in, involved with that. <laughs> Can't say no. Yeah, of course. What, what kind of music is she doing? I suppose it's um, symphonic, uh, progressive, um, modern metal. Oh, cool. it's, it'll, it'll be a bit different, you know, more progressive, a bit bit more more uh, symphonic, you know, uh, with with um, orchestrations and, and uh, things that we haven't used in, into it at least. Yeah. Okay. So, so is there like a projected date for a release there? No, 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 no. We're we're uh, we have about four or five songs down now, and we're working on on songs daily. And um, hope to. Well, you know, we need to finish some songs and get a label and uh, yeah. see if we can release it. You know how it goes. Yeah. Well. Cool. I I wish you the best there. That sounds great. Thanks. I got one last question for you, Ari. How does whale taste, and is it worth the trouble? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the closest. I can I can think of that I've tasted uh, is is really salty beef jerky. Oh, um, so it's kind of chewy and dark and very salty, but but it has 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 a, has a much thicker taste. Um, but I mean, um, if you get a whale, uh, you, you know, it's tons of meat for you, and and uh, mm-hmm. and you get it only for the work, uh, and uh, you can fill your freezer with it, and you don't need to go buy meat again for two years and and uh, the hell yeah it's worth the trouble i mean you count the money that you save yeah no kidding it's like it's it's uh, do you hunt i've gone hunting once or twice yeah you know bring home a big animal you know there's a lot of meat on it and, and you got it yep. for for doing it yourself and and you know meat's expensive yeah it, it, it is in the pharaohs at least yeah i think you end up uh, spending more money on storing it if you don't have a big enough freezer <laughs> <laughs> yeah Oh, well. Hey, man, it's been a fantastic chat. I'm really grateful that, uh, that we were able to finally link up after the, after the snafu yesterday. Yeah, this was a great interview, man. Thanks for doing it. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And uh, when do you guys go on the road again? Uh, we're going to the 70,000 tons now in a week. And then we have a tour in Europe in April. And then we'll be back in the U.S. Now, how how's a group of guys from way up north going to handle the Caribbean weather? Uh, we've been there three times before. It's okay, <laughs> you know. We like we like the heat too. Uh, uh, it's it's not that bad. Okay. Well, cool, man. Enjoy the boat, and uh, and yeah, I'll see you on the road sometime. Yeah, I will. See you. See you around, man. All right. Thank you. That was singer guitarist Ari Jonsson of the Faroese Viking metal band Tear, or as he prefers, Asia. from the band Tuir are presently gearing up for the 70,000 tons of metal crews from January 31st to February 4th, and their new album is called Hell, and it will be available on March 8th, 2019, through Metal Blade Records.
Remember to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Apple, and Google Play to get notified of all of our audio content, like artist interviews, our concert chats, live perspectives, and every time the Talking Perspective podcast drops a new episode. You can also like, follow, and stalk us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Just search for Sonic Perspectives. Thanks again for listening. We're going to take you out with a cut that the National Socialist Black Metal Quits are too dumb to realize is actually anti-Nazi. This is Shadow of the Swastika.